We rolling? Is it rolling? Uh, yeah. Oh, Hi. We're rolling. We've uh, we've been gone. Um, so we've been gone might, for a while. <laughs> you you might have noticed we're kind of on a, a a new podcast. We'll call it. Uh, if you're new here, welcome. If you've been with us in any of our previous podcasts, thanks for sticking with us. We uh, took a bit of a break because we've both been trying to. Well, Brandon's been gone and COVID's yeah. been hitting us, so it's been a, it's been tough trying to get shit recorded. So we figured take it off, start back in the new year, and uh, we decided that two podcasts was kind of stupid for us. So we decided <laughs> we decided we're gonna put them together and straight just, one a, podcast. It's a lot of work too. Yeah, we don't have the time just, for that. No. So. We decided we're just going to combine everything we know together instead of just trying to talk about one sport because it's a lot more fun just to talk about the world yeah. in general. So it's, it's going to be sports-based, um, obviously, because we're sports people, uh, primarily, <laughs> I would I say. Know. I don't think the fly gave it away enough. No, no, I, the, the Jays won and the yeah. Raptors won. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it's a bit of a sports-based thing, but... <laughs> We, we like to talk about everything else in the world, and it kind of felt like we were getting a little bit constricted from that in our old podcast. So here we are, new podcast, new, not same setup, but... We're just opening up the floodgates, you know? It's, yeah. It's, you know, more opportunity to just Ex- dive into some other exactly, stuff. And, exactly. You get to see a little bit more of who we are and what yeah. we're interested in and stuff like that. So and our more views, and, you we're know, whether you get to agree or just absolutely hate us. But that's, exactly. that's the point we're of sports, going to okay? be your worst enemy or your best friend in the next... <laughs> Year. The reason why we are best friends is because we hate each other at sports. Yep. We never yep. agree. <laughs> we argue very well, but we agree on everything else in the world. So it's right. it's kind of cool. You, you so get to see that side of us. Hopefully you enjoy it. If not, sorry. Let us know if you think we can change anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we've, we've rambled on enough. We might as well get into sports because that's what we're here for, right? Um, yeah. Do we want to start with baseball? See, this is the thing. We have these... The, we, we're not really having to determine anything before because no. it was just like this is the baseball podcast we'll right. talk about baseball yeah. um but now we we'll just talk about baseball yeah we'll stick with our roots stick with baseball there was uh quite the trade in baseball this week wow man like yep. no kidding finally after being so like you know silent and just not nothing going on it didn't even feel like there was an off season i almost feel like baseball just on hold like they just yep. hit pause and were like hey no one's going yep. anywhere yeah <laughs> you know i think like what that that all-star shortstop from from Japan. He came over. He was a big yep. signing. But now this trade, oh, my goodness. Dude. Well, it started with the Padres, right? The Padres yeah. made their first moves. It was a little while ago. We're not going to bring that up because it it's, it's been time. A little outdated. But yeah. they, they got the ball rolling, right? And they kind That's of what it was. That was like the first big news. You know? yeah. That was really the only news. They set the market for trades. And then the inevitable kind of happened. Like You knew Francisco Lindor was going somewhere. A lot of Jays fans were hoping it was the Jays, but it didn't end up going that way. And he went to the Mets for three prospects. I don't have the names in front of me. I'm not going to bother pulling them up because they won't matter for a few years. But and then Ahmad Rosario. So yeah, the deal to me, it, it like I, it's exactly what the Indians want. I think. Sorry, it's not even the Indians. It's the Cleveland baseball team at this point. Yeah, right. They yeah. are changing their name. Politically correct. Yeah. But Do you think they're actually going to have a name ready too? Like I think that's, they're that's gonna, funny. They like definitely this. have to be the baseball team, right? Yes, because it's working so well for the Washington football team, yeah. who I actually hope you know does a lot more of this upcoming to like win. tomorrow. Yeah. Oh my god, the story's right watch, there. I'm I'm all in for it. That's it. You're wrong. I could be a football team fan, you know. That's, that's I easy. am a football team fan, man. <laughs> Alex Smith is the coolest story in the NFL. Dude, he he's four and one this year. Four and one. Chase Young. The deadliest dude with a ponytail on earth. Right. It's incredible. Sweat. It's incredible. They're a Dude, great. They're, they're, yeah. They're okay. Sorry. Really well. Sorry. We digress. 
However, Cleveland baseball team, uh, they gave up Lindor and Carlos Carrasco in the deal. And, like, I, I get it, and I know that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to shed cap, but I feel like you could have got more. Definitely, and I think that's the stinger, too, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not just Lindor anymore. Like, that was, that was one thing in itself. But then to have this, like, Carrasco kicker that was like, oh, wow, okay. Exactly. That was like, the thing for me. Is like, they wanted this package from the Blue Jays for just Lindor. See, yeah, I feel hosed. And then, like, they wanted this, and it was, um, what's his name? Lourdes in the deal. It wasn't, it wasn't Ahmad Rosario. Oh, yeah, they wanted a really high player now. Who is, realistically, he's probably an all-star in a regular season. Mm-hmm. But here we are, and they ended up getting the same package for uh, Lindor plus Carrasco. And I feel like they could have got more. You and I already talked about this a little bit, but... It, it's a deal that I think the Indians are okay with because they shed they shed salary and they get some prospects. Not it just really shows where they are yeah. as well, like to the point where it's you know what we just we want to get it done. And I think maybe you know conferences do come into play here a bit, where instead of going to the AL, where you're going to see him a lot more, yeah. he's now going to the NL, yeah. which which is less time against you. So realistically, you know, it's it's less of a hurt. That you have to keep going against, and you you know you know a play you're giving up. Yep. So yeah, you know, you know he's still one of the best in the league, right? Whether and, down year or not, last year he's still one of the best right. shortstops in the league. And the thing is, is he, he's on a one year deal. Yep. And so that's that's I think where the the cookie sweetener, if you yep. will, it's like insurance almost, right? Like, you know, you have some piece because Cookie's under contract for three years, two two or three years mm-hmm. still. So you he's have got, yeah, term on it. Yeah. yeah. So it's not. And that's bad. not saying that the Mets aren't going to try to to sign Lindor because I feel like a training like that, you really want to when you trade for such a big piece, you really want to bring it back in. Mm-hmm. So it's weird though. This team, like, they were. I don't think they were fall far off from contending. Like, there's obviously some holes in their lineup. Like they still have Josh Naylor playing the outfield, which is he's not the most athletic guy, but he can hit. Right. But then you've got Framil Reyes there still. You've got Jose Ramirez. You have arguably one of the best pitchers in baseball and Shane Bieber at the top of your rotation. Yeah. Zach Luzak's okay. Even after getting rid of, but like they they've always kind of made it clear that they're not they're not really in a point of contending. Because no, yeah, like you know what I mean? They they let Corey Kluber just kind of go mm-hmm. away, Clevenger away now, like Carrasco again away, yeah. Bauer gone. Like it's just there's there's these big pitching names that if they just kind of kept them around and and they might be kept okay. them in that system. They would have been ridiculous. Like, like the names there, like, you know what I mean? Bauer becomes your one easily. Kluber can easily slide down to 3-4 behind, you know, if Clevenger's there. Like, the, the names, yeah. they just got better. Bieber, like, it's just, it, they had the team there, and they just kind of said, you know what? No, we're not willing to, yeah, it's to weird. put any money into it. It's one of those things that, like, as early as two years ago, if they just kept that team together, they would arguably yeah. be a World Series contender right now. Like It was a really slow fall, especially because, what, they lost to the Cubs in 20... Was that 2016? Yeah, yeah, that's four years ago. We're we're talking about a World Series that happened early enough that we can remember every part of it, right? Right. It's almost like the the Indians weren't flying; they were just falling with style, like you know, as would say. Like it's just like we we thought they were all like going around, like oh, you're on your way up, and but really they're just like falling with style, and they just yeah, you know, made it look okay. And now this is the final breakaway from from that team that you know went to the World Series. It's it must suck being in a market like that where you don't really have the money to pay all these guys because that team if you could pay them they would contend with the Dodgers and they would contend with the Padres and the Yankees and other teams like that because that that roster was great and, and that's the where baseball like baseball really separates itself for me 
from all the rest of the sports because there is no like middle ground, right? Like a lot of the other sports, they they really make sure that every team is is at the same. There's a lot of parity, quote, right? Yeah, there's like obviously you know like sometimes taxes get into play in like real yep. life situations, but yep. re- but every team has a cap. Yep. You know what I mean? You got a bottom, yep. you got a top, and that's it. Yeah. But like baseball just says, okay, you know what? You got to certain points if you hit, you got to pay more money. But like right. if you're wealthy enough, like. Okay. Go spend all your money, man. You're winning like, World you Series like and you're making a forty match. billion a year. <laughs> exactly. Like, it doesn't matter, right? It's 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 crazy. It. I do enjoy baseball for that. Obviously, it creates situations like the A's and the Rays where they can't spend with the big boys. But like the A's and the Rays have been two of the more successful franchises in the last five years. Yeah. So it not necessarily especially two man the Rays, and I think they do a lot of that on on like homegrown talent. A little bit like they, you know, what I mean, and then position players and just knowing what they're getting back, they really understand how to how to trade and, and where to put people in their best situations, right? Like, so, but yeah, no, they've they've been doing, and they is always, man, they has been there since you know Billy Bean stepped in there and yeah. said, all right, I'll do something. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it be, it creates this thing where if you have no money to spend, you have to have a good coaching staff, and I think they're like all the teams near the bottom, like you're talking about, like the Indians. The Indians were have been successful for a while, but then mm-hmm. other teams that aren't paying money, like you have the Rays. The Rays are always there. The A's are always there. The Tigers stop spending money, so they don't really count. Yeah. The Rangers are near the bottom. The Brewers, who were a playoff team this year, are 20, 21st in baseball on their their uh, payroll. Right. Like there's these teams that don't spend a lot of money that they're doing well, and it I, it kind of creates stories like that that are cool. Yeah. Obviously, you have the teams like the Dodgers, the Yankees, now the Mets, and mm-hmm. other teams like that. They're spending a ton of money that win games but you can do it the other way too and it's it's kind of it's kind of cool that it creates a vibe it's like lesson it yeah it's it's less than the old like you know just throwing money at, at players and actually investigating you know what are we getting and what is worth the price for for what we can do right yeah like it puts a lot more brain power into it and and i love that about baseball is that it, it really is, is like a thinking man's game, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's not necessarily the highest paid team that wins it, too. Like, the Dodgers no. have been the highest payroll in the last, what? It's got to be at least. Oh, they weren't last year. So, yeah, the, the highest payroll team Ooh. hasn't won the World Series in how long, right? Right. So, it's it's one of those things. It's like, it's great that they have the no cap because you get these super teams. But it's mm-hmm. so cool to see these super teams lose to other teams that yeah. don't want to spend the money. It just sucks when you see a team like Cleveland that has to blow it all up because of it. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it is it is tough to see, but you know, then it's it's also fun to just see these players go out and you know, I am loving the Trevor Bauer situation. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just gotta say I love that he is like trolling Great. everybody, just yep. messaging everybody, saying, Hey man, yep. what you gonna offer me? Like I'm it's I'm kind of this. frustrating, but, but I love it's it. It's so entertaining. I'm not gonna like, complain about it. No. <laughs> but you know what I mean? And, and that's where it it allows you to 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 do to see that as well. You know, and there's teams that are going to spend, and there's teams. You know, it's not that they don't invest in in players. Like there's, you know, I'm sure I I hope they invest in Shane Bieber because you know that's. Yeah, they but they also just cut like Brad Hand for nothing. Yep. The yeah, best closer. It's, it's weird. I don't really understand it. Nothing. Um, on the flip side of that equation, the Mets pick up a damn good shortstop in Francisco Lindor and a starting pitcher. Oh, yeah. They were in on just about every target that the Blue Jays were in. Yep. So I think if you're a Blue Jays fan and you didn't, we didn't get Lindor, obviously, but the silver lining you can take out of it is it might have knocked the Mets out of at least one of your targets so that you have a chance. Because right now there's not many teams going in on free agents. No, like, and I don't think that the Mets can now actually afford no, or like big, big money. If, like they, they have to shed a bit to get more. Yeah. I think yeah. they're like a little bit under the luxury tax right now. 
<clears throat> but like it's not much. So if you're if you're trying to stay under the luxury tax, which may, maybe they're not, but if they're trying to stay under the luxury tax, then they can't really sign much else. And that opens up a big window for the Blue Jays to go after guys like Springer or DJ or JT Real Muto was in the mix for a while. Like, there's I think that lots that's still like a really great, yeah. Like I think that Real Muto for me is honestly the, the one that I yep. would love to see at this yep. point. And, you know, I'll tip my hat to, to Danny Jansen for, for what he's done, but he just love hasn't it. made the progression no. that I feel like I, I thought I'd see from the catcher. Yeah. I love and, Danny Jansen, and you saw what he could do in that playoff game last year. Yeah. But if the option is Danny Jansen or JT Realmuto, JT Realmuto is the best catcher in baseball. Absolutely. And I feel like it helps because, you know, when he's able to call games behind that play. So he helps the pitching. Yep. Right. And like that's yep. that's big for a team, especially for, for what they look like right now from their pitching rotation. Yeah. It's you, you know what I mean? It, They're you, young. They're you going to be young. You can get too, right? Yeah. Especially with guys like Robbie Ray. Like Robbie yeah. Ray. He's incredible when he's on, and when he's off, it's frightening. Yep. So you get a guy like that honed in a little bit. It would help to have a guy who's been there, done that, like JT Romuto. Yep. Obviously, he hasn't had a lot of playoff experience because he's played on pretty shit teams for right. his whole career. But not as any of the Jays. Right. So, you know what I mean? Exactly. You, you he's, just, he's been around the block, and he's he's yeah. caught enough that he, he knows how to play this game, and he's an incredible hitter. Yeah. It's one of those guys you definitely want to pick up. It's not a need for the Blue Jays by any means. Like we're no, not. No, but it's, it's definitely like a. It's a really good. Like, yeah, it's and not. It gives you the ability to now make some trades too with, mm. with your depth at, at catching. Right. right? Like exactly. you've got three, three kind of okay catchers. Yeah. That I'm sure. Two that are definitely MLB ready that you know for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. In Kirk and Jansen, and then yep. Reese has shown that he can hit in the big leagues. And he just needs to stay out of some parking lots, and he'll be set. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> We won't touch on he that. Doesn't run in trouble with the law. No, uh, the guy's no okay. At, like the end of the year in 2019, he was really good. He hit over 300 for the last yeah. two months, and like the guy can hit, and he's shown it. So he's definitely a trade piece you could use if you bring in a guy like JT Romuto. Yeah. So there's options out there for the Blue Jays. I've talked about them numerous times on the other podcast I'm in. Yeah. If you want to listen to it, but the options are there, and could be a fun year for the Jays. But, I'm uh, just hoping that they get. I'm hoping it's not a, uh, an off season where it's like Jays are here, Jays are there, Jays are there, and then you get nothing out of it, which is is always the chance. But I feel like you know what, with the way that, especially because the Mets and the Jays have kind of been the two most heard names, and now one of them is is taking themselves out with with not even signing with just a trade. You're the only now, one left. Like just do something. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like maybe somebody will. We'll hopefully hop on that opportunity and just say, yeah, you know, we're going to come here and and be part of this this organization. So plus, like, you're you're not going to be playing up here. No. Like, let's let's so that that also right there could change a a person. You know, what I mean, change a player's yep. mind for coming yep. here. Is that you know what? I'm not going to Toronto anymore. We're staying down in the states, which makes it a little easier. Yeah, you don't have to worry about borders and visas and all right. that. Like, I just heard my brother was telling me Kasperi Kapanen can't play right now because he he can't get his work visa. Oh, seriously? Yeah, so he's stuck in Finland right now because he can't get a work visa going to come to the States. So, like, you run into that problem if you're right. if you're coming. Even United States to Canada, like, you can run into the problem where you can't get the visa to come over and play. Right. Or even the right papers. Dude, Braden Holpe was stuck at the border because his turtles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is what I mean. Like, it took just, him a week or something to get across. Things. Yeah, you yeah. Just... It's just, like, all those little things now that if you're but based yeah, you in the United States crazy, already. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm guessing, like, he would have to, like, is there any sort of, I guess there's no quarantine, though, because you could just go into the States, so you're fine. Like, you don't have to self-isolate well, after. Finland, so he would right, have to but go. you, 
But you're going into the states. For the NHL rules, it's 13 days that you have to stay in quarantine. Okay. So because of the NHL. But it's not like it's not, not states, in the states though. based. It's just NHL based. So, right. So, so he's going to miss yeah. the start of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's still stuck. That sucks for him, obviously. Because like he he's, was supposed to be a pretty good part of that Pittsburgh uh, team. And right. They, but I mean, also, though, it's like I wonder how, how late you left it, though, right? Like, could have been your fault. Definitely. You know what I mean? <laughs> You knew you're going to Pittsburgh for the past however many months. Yeah, man. You know you're going there. You know you got a, a game to play. <laughs> but yeah, it it brings up a good point though, because like you could have guys coming from the Dominican or just like anywhere not in North America that are trying to come over here, and like it's probably easier to get into the states that way than it is to try and get a work visa to come to Canada. Because I know we're a little stricter on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So if the option is to go to the states where you're usually based, then it's a little easier. But if you're trying to get into completely new country, it's obviously difficult territory. Yeah, right? so the season. For sure, would make it a little bit different for that. Um, on the rest of baseball, did, did, I don't know the guy's name, uh, but there was a former Los Angeles Angels employee. Yeah, I kind of heard a little bit. Like I, I caught like the beginning you... of the story, and I just haven't had the chance to read it all. But Never apparently, his name. yeah, he's bringing out that a, there's been a handful of. Uh, Big name pitchers, not just pitchers, but big name oh, pitchers. Yeah. That he like not only name dropped like a, a whole team of pitchers, but then he just name dropped like some stars. Yeah, like he was saying, like the the Angels obviously were an issue, but then he, he said so. Anyway, right. basically, their teams are doc- these guys are doctoring balls. We didn't really mention that, yeah. but they've been trying to use illegal substances to doctor balls so that they can obviously I get more spin on the ball and stuff like that. But get he was throwing out names like the first one was Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole was the the top name he threw out. But, like, we're talking about guys like Mad Max, Justin Verlander. Uh, who the hell else was in? There was... Uh, do you remember the other names in it? Do you have them in front of you? Yeah. King Felix was on there. Right. Felix. Corey Kluber was on there. And Adam Wainwright were, were bigger, like, some of the big names. Um, his name is Brian Harkins. And Brian. in quotations, it's got Bubba. Brian Bubba. Bubba Harkins. Bubba. So- if you don't know, this guy was fired from the Angels because of this exact reason. Because apparently he got caught helping uh, pitchers use illegal substances to to cheat, basically, when he was with mm-hmm. the Angels. So he got fired for it, and now he's just like he's Mike firing the situation. I would say, like he's yeah, kind of like, bit. yeah, well, I'm not the only one. These guys are all coming to me yeah. about it. Now, the original text from Garrett Cole that he kind of that, that they talked about, it seems a little dicey. Like, if you look at the, the conversation itself, like, the initial text is, hey, it's Garrett Cole. I need some help because I can't pitch, basically, was the whole... In, in he summation. also said, like, I'm in, like, a sticky situation. Yeah, you know? yeah, he, it was, like, some stupid-ass pun that he, I don't... He hints at it, but he make. doesn't hint at it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he winks at him, like... Uh, he's, like, like in, incognito, you know what I mean? He's trying to be all, like, like on, the, on the slide, yeah, but... That, that doesn't seem like a very Garrett Cole move. Maybe I don't really know Garrett Cole as a person, so maybe right. it is. But it does seem a little dicey that that's the initial thing. Maybe he's lying. Maybe he's just trying to bring a bunch of names down because he's pissed off at the Major League Baseball. <laughs> Could be a thing. But if this is an actual story, that's insane. Dude, we're that's... talking about not like we're talking about three of the past four Cy Young winners. But do you think you're going to be able to see like yeah like where would the evidence show in this then like what like. Because especially for, for nobody to, to catch this until somebody said it, you know what I mean? Like until it was, oh, you know what, actually we were, we were doing this, especially like, you know, something with the ball 
And because like how many people have have tried something in the past, right? Where they've tried to cheat with the ball or or cheat with even you know the bat type of deal, pine tar, the big thing. Like it's it's caught. You can see it. You know, I mean, yeah. all cameras are on. Them. Oh, like there's that's... lots of situations where you've seen guys that have done it. And I'm trying. Clay Buckholes was a big one back when he yeah. was playing with the Red Sox. I remember that one because it was against the Jays. Um, was it Michael Pineda? Pineda. Pineda. Yeah. Pineda was one because he had yeah. pine tar in his arm. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's guys that you know have done it, and you've seen it, and you've caught it. And I, there was a guy with the Angels that ended up getting the coach fired. Right. But, like, it's kind of weird to go back and be like, yeah, these guys have done it in the past and do anything about it without any proof other than, yeah, here's this text from Garrett Cole. <laughs> right? I've got a message. Yeah, I have, message. I have. I'm in a bit of a sticky situation. Wink, yeah. wink. Like, I don't, I don't know how that... Maybe, like... Maybe he's that dumb. <laughs> Could be. He does look like that. Like he's not. I don't, you know I don't what know. I mean? Lights are on, but nobody's home. Just yeah, some like, like, surfer dude kind of, type of deal. This, like, like hey, bud, trying to be funny about it. it. Like, I've never heard the man talk, but yeah, like if he's got like a you know kind of like a surfer like you know draw to him type of thing. You never hey, know. Dude. It's you just know, it's sticky, a wild... sticky situation, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wild situation. I would love to see it like. That's just a lot of evidence to leave behind, you know what I mean? That's Yeah, like that's a weird thing. I don't know. It's I would love to see it become true because I think it would be hilarious to just watch this oh, story blow What up. do you think that it's does like, for baseball then as a sport? Like it's what the Astros thing did. Like that dude, blew up the whole the whole sport. The like the Astros, Astros did it, then didn't Boston come out and kind of yeah, yeah, hey. Boston's a little bit involved. But in they just like they just came out and said, Yeah, we we but like on the coattails, you know, they hid behind the shield. They used the meat shield of the Astros yeah. and we're like, hey, us too, and then just like we're done. And then they just kinda hid. Like it wasn't yeah. Really, yeah. We did it, duck. Yeah, um, hey, we did it and yes, we're right. I mean, like you saw the kind of shit that the Astros took. If you're talking about these guys, like we're talking about premier pitchers in the, these are, in the yeah. Leagues. There's three Cy Young winners on that list alone. Yeah, what do you do at that point, man? Like, can you like if you can prove that they did it in their Cy Young years? Can and you especially s- now because everybody's. I think we've talked about this in the past too. Everybody said that what you did with the Astros was way too light, was not enough punishment. So now yeah. you have this guy coming forward, and if you can prove it, these three guys could lose years, and especially for yeah. somebody you know, Verlander could be done. That that yeah. could be it. He's he's up. He's up in his mid thirties. I think yeah. above above thirty five, I believe. Gone too, like you don't right. really know what he's got left. Mad Max thirties. These you know guys I mean? are near the end of their careers, but like yeah, I don't know Gary Cole's age, but like they're just like Kluber over thirty, Wainwright thirty over thirty. Like, they're just Felix, they're at the end. That's it. Did Felix retired officially yet? I don't. Felix, know. um, he took last year off, but I don't know if he's actually. I don't know. So is one of the. It, it, it's going to be a fun story to watch in the future for sure. Yeah. Uh, shifting gears. Shit. There's 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 a little bit of news that popped up just before we started actually in hockey. Oh. Uh, Elliot Friedman breaking. Yeah, well, not it's not big news, but Elliot oh, Friedman. This is big news. That, I'm reading uh, it right now. David Backus, Jeremy Bracco, and Nick Patan all got placed on waivers, along with a bunch of other smaller names that really aren't a uh, huge deal. But David Backus is one I looked at because they the Ducks traded for him in the uh, last end of last season for Andre Kasha. And that's like it kind of sucks if you're David Backus. Like this is a guy; he's been a consummate pro his entire career, and like obviously his contract sucks. Yeah, it's a big, big you contract. Really hate to see it. Yeah, but that, it kind of sucks to just see him like fade away into the darkness. Like Former that. captain too, eh? Like that's that's yeah. a real long fall. <laughs> hurts. I don't. I don't like it. And then Jeremy Bracco is a guy that was supposed to be the next big thing in Toronto, and like he was this huge prospect that looked great in the World Juniors. 
and has just done nothing. Like yeah. got released by the Leafs and then picked up by the Hurricanes and now he's back on waivers at 22. That's tough, eh? Uh, yeah. Some teams gonna probably, but you know what I mean. Twenty two, at least you have age on that side. Where Bacchus, like, he doesn't have he's a lot of done. time on he, his that's side. That's kind yeah, of that's... the end of your career. But this is a kid that was supposed to be like an incredible prospect and come up and play on line one with Matthews and do all this stuff here and be on the power play and do a great job. And he's already been through two teams at age twenty two. Yep. Now he could stick with Carolina and hang out in their AHL system. But like, even still, he you might move he around. might take the you know what I mean the Jonathan Duran route and just yeah. like say okay I'm going back to the AHL I'm going to figure my shit out and and I'll be up like okay nuts like, and then yeah Nick but Patan, that's that's big yeah Nick Patan, Nick Patan's not surprising to me because no, there's just so I think there's not enough room there and they I think they they're trying really, to squeeze him through without anyone noticing but they no, also didn't have a lot of trust in him you know what I mean when okay. when it was time to put him out there they did not give him. Not only like continuous games, but just like opportunities to to do much. He's definitely a Dubas guy, but yeah. there's just not a lot of room for him because there's just so many of them that it's he's a great piece to have. Yeah. But he's just he's not gonna be the starter on your team. So there's no sense in dicking around with him. Send him down. Maybe he right. gets claimed. If he gets claimed and he goes to succeed somewhere else, awesome, good for him. I, I really like the kid. He was great in the world juniors. He he had a great career in junior hockey in general and then just hasn't really panned out so much in the NHL. He's looked okay at times, but he's not. Yeah, a hasn't, looked, hasn't looked great. No. I would love to see him go succeed somewhere if it's not Toronto, but mm. who knows, right? Maybe, again, he could just go down and stick it out in the AHL again like he did last year. But yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see him. All three of them. Like, you, you hate to see it. Like, you hate to see these guys, like rot away where they should have been really good two of them prospects and back as you just hope to see ride out his career in the nhl i mean he could find another system that that works for him even like with st louis bring him back type of deal like it's just like if for the right amount of money yeah problem is if he if he clears waivers they'd have to buy him out right and i don't think you want to do that if you're anaheim you can't that'd be that'd be kind of dead money sucks yeah but that's tough but oh well that's life. Uh, that's, to the only fun. important team in the NHL, though. <laughs> uh, Not a, it's a big stretch. Yeah, the, the Leafs, uh, they brought up the uh, yesterday, I think it was, that Austin Matthews is going to be a part-time penalty killer on this team now. It's about fucking time, is all I can I say. I love it. Yes. This love guy it. is a unit. He's a great player in his own end that nobody really picks up on because he's never been on the PK. But and he... He works hard, man. Like that's one thing yeah. I feel like is is really good about having him, and that I kind of underrated about the Leafs getting him was I thought he was going to be another like I got a lot of talent and I'm going to let my talent show, but no, he's now worked hard, especially when he when he's, he's got found, a complete game. Yeah, you know what I mean. He plays the whole the whole ice. He's he's really like I find him in position a lot of the time. You know, what I mean? he's constantly looking around for for what could be opening and and reading plays, and I think they're really going to help. Like it's it's really going to help his game to now get. Some some penalty kill experience, right? Yeah, exactly. And like, this is a guy that should have been there for a while now. Like he he does a good job when he's. And in it's like it's a it's a test run too because it's a short season. Yep. So like you don't have to play like especially at a part time part time penalty killer like what twenty games. Yeah. <laughs> if so, it, like you know what I mean? like and if it doesn't work out right, then you have other guys that can do it. Like you right. brought in Jumbo Joe for this reason. Yep. So it's not like I mean it's worth risking it. If he sucks, he sucks. Who cares? Even like isn't Marner still like a penalty killer? Yeah, you still have Marner. You still have a few other guys. Right. 
Kerfoot, when I'm he's here for it. Kerfoot, Kerfoot like, I, I haven't seen too much of the the one you have Hyman kill. still. The one thing I'm, that this team has been lacking in the past few years is their penalty kill has never had a center on it. They're running like Hyman, Kapanen, and Marner. I guess Freddie the Goat for a little bit. But you need to win faceoffs though as well. That's like, so at any point in the ice penalty. to get possession of the puck, you need to win faceoffs and get out of your end because a lot of the a lot of the faceoffs are in your end. Hmm. And I feel like, like that's if you that's lose, where the Leafs if you lose the faceoff. It's so hard to get possession of that puck because there's five of them. And a lot and of the Leafs, around like nothing. their plan is like a, a sit back and a wait almost. Like they're not as big. Maybe they've changed it as of recent, but they weren't as big as, as attacking the puck. Like they didn't do the aggressive, we're going to chase you down and force you into a play to move it. Like we're going to sit back and wait for you to, to take some shots and try to stay in the lanes. But they weren't staying in the lanes. No. They're just adding screens and adding bodies that the pucks are going to bounce off of. And, and like yeah. one of them is going to go in. He, I I can't find the numbers, but um, from what I've been told, Austin Matthews was second among forwards in takeaways last year, behind only Mark Stone. So this is a guy that he's going to get you the puck if he has to. So it, it just it makes a ton of sense to have Dude, him out and there. And you get takeaways from working hard. That's what that says to me. That is exactly. a work hard in his own end. Like contrary to popular opinion too, because a lot of people just seem to think that oh he can't do it. But I mean he's done it and he he's has the numbers it. to prove it. Right. So yeah. That's, that it'll it, be since, fun since even the the Babcock era. You know what I mean? He that's when I think he really he really found that that yeah. piece of I need to play two ways and I need to play hard and that's what Babs loved about him always. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? And like yeah, they had their issues, I'm sure. But I'm, I'm one point that Babs always stretches that forwards play defense too. Mm-hmm. He was and, yeah, and that was huge. They like to play a really boring type of hockey where a lot of the time where you just kind of hang out in your own end and do all that. And I think Matthews learned a lot from that. But there's just been this narrative that like the defense can't get it done. And I think if you're looking at this team now, arguably their defense is probably the best in the division, no? Okay, like I looked it up and okay. I started going through some depth charts. And yeah. I Let, like let's go down the list. Okay, so they're love, better okay, than Ottawa. But are we talking like just like we're talking full like just, five on five? No, like their defense in general, like they're they're six D men, they roll out there. The the top three, I absolutely love in in Muzzin, Riley, Brody. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hall, I, I'm not Hall, sure what I'm getting. I don't right? know. I don't think they're showing much trust in Dermot these days for some reason. I don't think that he's I, he's, kinda, he's, he's so, kind of just just you just don't know. Yeah, and like you know, Bogosian's a big pickup, but you know, I mean, he's he's definitely just a, a, a bottom liner, right? He's a he's a third line D pairing, mm-hmm. and and maybe you know, I mean, he can he can be up there for the second line if you need a bigger body and, and some penalty kills, sure. but but he's not going to be able to to keep up with everybody. And no, but you're also so now you're rotating. You have uh, obviously your top four set. You have um, Riley Brody, Muzzin, probably Hall. I don't like it, but probably Hall. But then right. you're back. Two pairing is kind of just rotated through Miko Letton and Rasmus Sandin, uh, Travis Dermott and Zach Bogosian. And okay, but that's realistically, question, as a man. unit, what's, what Sandin are you getting? No clue. You don't know. That's the thing. exactly. He's, he's a question so... mark. But the thing is, is he could end up being your seven or eight D man because you have these other guys. Like Miko Letton should be disgusting. What okay. he can do and what he's done in the KHL has been unbelievable. He's an incredible puck mover, really good defender. He'll be great on. I. I have a lot of faith in him being really good on this Leafs team. Mm-hmm. So you already have him that if Sandine doesn't work out, you have that option. And I think he's the primary option. But then you can rotate him to the right side. You could use Travis Dermott, who's shown that he can be an NHL player, especially on your third pair. 
I don't know if I feel that comfortable though with the rotation because you're not getting into that sense of rhythm of sure. this is my D partner. I'm not saying, this is I'm not saying you're going to rotate it every game. No, I'm absolutely. If one guy's not working out, you have someone behind him but, that can. But do that could also like rattle a lot of these players, knowing that you know what if I'm in the bottom like two to three of these these D men, then I'm not going to be in here. It all depends just, on how they take it, right? Like you take it as like a chip on your shoulder, like I need to be better. Apparently, Sandine has come out flying. Like right. apparently, he worked out hard in the off season. He's bigger, Perfect. he's stronger. He's, and he's I feel, but that could also, you know, I mean, it, it works the other way as well, where it lights a fire on their ass and it's competition yep. and it's best exactly. man up. And exactly. and that's what you want at your at your NHL player. You know, what I mean, I want somebody who's going to compete every single day to be exactly where they are. Yep. And work so hard for it. With that being said, they have eight uh, NHL quality defensemen. Right. Whereas if you so if you go down the rest of the Canadian list, like start at Ottawa. Ottawa doesn't scare me on their back end. No, they're just they got pieces like they got like placeholders. They're, they're okay, <laughs> but they're not like they're gonna but be good. One, your one Ottawa's to six great. is too far on the yeah. back end, right? Like exactly. that's where it just drops out. Montreal has two D men next on the list. Am I am I wrong? Like outside of Weber, who isn't anywhere near our top two in my opinion. No. And, Petrie, who Petrie's really good with the puck, terrible in his own end. Right. They picked up Joel Edmondson, who I, I like as, as I a like guy, him you know? as a three guy. Like the I third don't think that they're that they're there. But if we're also including offense as well with all five players now, like they've got some pretty good sure, they're, defensive team forwards. defense. They might be they they're definitely better. Yeah. they're better set up in their system. But just right. de- defensemen alone, we have a better defensive unit. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so then if it's just defensemen, like Montreal doesn't make that list. Then for me, no. I think the team that really pushes it for me is Vancouver. Vancouver's close, but Van- like Vancouver was okay defensively last year, not great. No, they but, lost a couple guys, but they've they also they've also added a couple guys though. Nate Schmidt, who I I like Nate Schmidt, I think he's a great okay. NHL defenseman, but he Travis Hamonic is there on a PTO. Hamonic had a rough year last year, right? But he's he's on but, a PTO, yeah. and as your bottom six, like that's yeah. okay. And yeah. you know Tyler Myers is still there. Oli Levy is there. Like they just, they have the potential. They are. I think be. they are the closest thing to what the Leafs are. They still have Alex Edler, who's been a consummate pro his whole career. Right. Oli Levy, you have no idea what. No he's man. Like I, I, he <laughs> should be good. Like he has, he has the ability to be good. Yeah. He just he has the ability to be just ridiculous. I love, like I love that draft choice. Yeah. And I Obviously. thought he was gonna be. I thought he was gonna be where Quinn Hughes is. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. type of player. I thought that that's what you're getting, and then it would yeah. be the two of them. But you don't know what is there. He but I, I like having Tyler Myers, his size, really. And Jordy Ben is, like, annoying. Like, he's an annoying defense. Nice you're right. And Nate, yeah, like, Nate Schmidt, man, let's not forget, he's, what, like, three years away or removed from being up in the conversation of, mm-hmm. um, oh, I'm blanking on the trophy right now. Yep, there it is. That's the one. Yeah, That's the one. I, I think they would be the closest. I don't think Winnipeg's in the conversation. Edmonton's definitely not in the conversation now that Clefbaum's out. No. Calgary... I I look at Calgary, Calgary for a bit just because their top four is, is solid, I find. Yeah. But that's when it goes, you know, five, six is... They're five, six, and then I don't even know what seven is, right? So I don't know, yeah. I don't know, like, you know I mean, how good Michael Stone is hmm. or or anybody yeah. of that nature. Yeah, I don't even know any of their, you know, their European Obviously, players. Tanev Giordano is going to be good. Hannafin, mm-hmm. great D-man. Rasmus Anderson looked good last year. But yeah. Yusuf Alamaki, Nikita Nesterov, I'm like, I it's shaky... It could be one of those situations where I'm in Toronto and I hear a lot more about our guys, so I, I put them above them. Yeah. But it just it's not a unit that I think is 
set out to be great. Personally, I I don't know. And then I think that's it. And they've lost. Like, let's not forget, man. They lost TJ Brody. Yeah. To the Leafs, they've lost. Uh, yep, and then they lost Travis Hamrick now, who obviously they said they wanted to get rid of, but that does put a little bit of a gap there, especially for you know your for sure your players like your, your yeah, defensive sure. end. So yeah, I I, I think Vancouver is going to be Vancouver the best I think, defensive yeah, team. Right. Yeah, just looking at it right now, I think they're going to be a lot better than they were. Holby in the net scares me though. Yeah, but Thatcher Demko also actually scares me to be honest. Because it's he, interesting. It's, he showed you a, he showed you a lot of potential for sure, but it was right. a very very short amount of time. He was not great in the regular season. Like he was getting a lot of shit from people in the regular season, and then just balled out in the playoffs. Right, and like I, I understand that. Like that's there's Which, some guys when the when the going is on, like it's on. But like with Matt Murray, NHL, you got to play as yeah, you got to play a full season, man. Matt Murray got yeah. run out of Pittsburgh before he was even Real like, quick. three years exactly. as, a, as the only as the only starter there. It was what two, three years, and then he was out. Yeah, he played three seasons, four seasons, I think. Yeah, and like he was hurt for most of them, and people still ran him out of town. Yeah, like, it's, like there's there's very it's few tough. players who can kind of step in in the playoffs and and then continue success. Like Jordan Bennington, I <clears throat> I think maybe is. Struggling a little like, could be on that could be on that Matt Murray track. right, and that's that's what I find with goalies is a lot of these goalies come in and make make a good playoff run, mm-hmm. and then they just can't repeat that. And mm-hmm. one of the things I remember Chicago doing was when Anthony Niemi took over the net, and he was a free agent that year, yeah. and they didn't sign him; they let him walk to the Sharks. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people questioned it, like, why don't you bring him back? You guys just want a cup, yeah. But it was also like. We're not just going to pay him because he decided to show up in the playoffs, and that's it. He's going to be our goalie now because they understand that it's a full season. You got to be able to play for eighty-two games a year, and mm-hmm. I don't know. At at twenty-five years old, Thatcher Demko is just like you don't know. He no. could be that guy that was in the playoffs. Who mm-hmm. knows? But it's real tough to just like here's the weight on your shoulders at twenty-five years old because Braden Holtby can't carry the weight. No, but now an interesting name, and I think he's actually kind of injured right now. Though is Michael DiPietro, right. who he's not the practice, greatest, so he should be at okay. all. I th- yeah, but like he's not—he's also proven. not a guy. He was not—he had one start in the NHL, and it yeah. didn't look good. No, but he—he's someone that's there. You know what I mean? He played for Team Canada, so he's got—he's obviously something like the World Juniors. He's also something like he's got some skill. Hmm. He's <laughs> so the talent's there, and you hope that he can find it. Yeah, but, you know, right. but no, Braden Holpe definitely—if he's there by himself—that's a really, really tough ask. Um, sticking with hockey, I didn't really want to bring it up, but we, we lost <sighs> team Canada. They looked great and they're arguably the best team that ever got put together, but they went up against a really good USA team and yeah. shout out to the U S they did something right this month and it has nothing <laughs> to do with what their country did, but their hockey team was great because they shut well, us down defensively. And they looked like everywhere. You know, like yeah. when you they, watch they, the they, game, it felt like it was ten on five every point. Like they would be everywhere Canada was. There was nothing that was consistently flowing in. It was just the was thing bad. was is like Canada all tournament was really good at counterattacking. Mm-hmm. But it was it was one of those things that if the US got in their zone, they were breaking down the defense and they they couldn't counterattack because they couldn't get the puck. No. And then when they finally got the puck, it was they had seven guys in their own end. It felt like because and they were just locking everything down. 
And in the third period, I found that Canada had a, obviously you have to take a lot more risk being down 2 nothing. but their D-men finally got the ability to jump in. They're getting a bit more chances. But at that point, it's like it's too little, too late. You're not in the flow. Yeah. And you're also worried now. Like, and they man, were the only ones getting chances, arguably. Like, I'd, you didn't see a lot of forwards getting primo looks. No. Byfield missed two in close that he probably should have had. Yep. And that was about it that I saw from the forwards. Cole and Perfetti the Americans took a lot of just took advantage of some really, like, some some brain farts in Canada's game, you know? Like, yeah. like Hayden Gooley did not pick up um, uh, Turcotte in front of the net. Easy tip. Like, that dude is just sitting there waiting for it. Yeah. And then the second goal by, by Zegers. That's just like, shit block where it bounces dude. off the net. But he's like Hayden in the perfect the position, best player in the tournament, and like, he finds the like finds the open ice. Yeah, it sucks. It, that that one's a tough one to take because it's just like right. Any, but you know what? Those, bounce like, just to the left a little bit, and we're right. fine. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah just, you, you have to tip your caps to the American players, man. Like the American the players just team. stepped in. Yeah. Now they're not the better country. Nope. Five sure. Um, this is where we can talk about things that are going on. This is cool. Um, did you like? Obviously, you saw what's going on. Yeah, so we actually like we were at work and we just like fired on the radio because it was yeah. like it was just mayhem, right? Like my phone starts going off with some reports, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, this is a big deal. Like there is yeah. a lot going on right now. Yeah. So, yeah. It all happened so fast. Oh, incredibly fast. Like you just kind of heard about, it and all of a sudden it's just like, yeah, Olympus has fallen. Basically, it's yeah. kind of what it felt like. Yep. And I mean, I like I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, go Canada, we're way better, this and that. But like, I'm real glad to be up here for this moment in history. That's like, incredibly yes, have... like terrifying. Yeah. To be part of that, you know, what I mean, like when we read in history about the last time that the Capitol building was actually like stormed. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, what I mean, like when it's like, like two hundred like, years. Like twelve, thirteen, fourteen. It, I think it's it was. Just like, it's been a long time, dude. It is not something that you want to remember being part of in history. Like that is no. not cool. <laughs> It's one of those things that, like, I'm not going to sit here and say our country's perfect. We have a lot of issues. And I know a lot of the indigenous cultures are, they, there's a lot of issues there. The government treats them pretty poorly for the most part. I get it. However, the people in our country, we don't have 83 million people voting for an idiot in charge. Like, I, as much as I didn't like Andrew Scheer when he, got, when he was the other candidate, I wouldn't have been that bummed if it was Andrew Scheer. This is not the the Trump versus Biden conversation here with Trudeau versus Andrew Scheer at the time. We're talking about a guy that has divided an entire country and done a fantastic job of it. Yeah, like, he is really just he's taken the integrity of politics like and just thrown it away. Like oh, like like God. there's no actual point where politics were in play here. Oh, and no. just it was really he's, awful to see and i don't think people expected it to be that intense you know what i mean to the point where yeah. it was like like they were scared to even yeah. be in their own yeah. country and that's not something that you want it's wild this is it, like he brainwashed 83 million people into thinking that they just had this election stolen from them right like it's not even like you know what i get it if he's like in these trials to try and overturn things and like things are going a little bit well for them and they're winning a case here and there they have not won anything and he's brainwashed them all to like they're convinced that they're they're being stolen from, despite yeah, the fact that they've lost every trial and they have no evidence. And it's becoming like incredibly scary now. Like that is just even even being here, I felt very nervous that something was gonna gonna happen. Yeah, like we're not that far from the border. No, it's I I don't foresee us getting too involved in it, 
No, but if something not. happens, there's always the chance that we kind of get the blowback from it. But even still, it's still there's a ripple effect for everything. Yeah, right? like with absolutely. every action, there's a reaction, and that's that's and, gonna be a very interesting situation. And I know that things have kind of cooled down now, and I think you know curfew is gonna stay in place. They're gonna try to. I think true. even you know what I mean. But so whatever. Hopefully it all goes smooth. I don't even think Trump is gonna be there. Is what he said. No, is that he's not so gonna he, go to the inauguration. I got to give it to him. His speech on the day, absolutely terrible. It was the ugliest thing I've ever heard. It was basically like, I'm so proud of you guys, but uh, it's time to go home. Is what it sounded like. It's like, oh, we love you. You're so yeah. special. Ooh. I understand you're upset, but it's time to go home. It's like, come on, man. Like, you could have done way idea. better than that. But the speech he put out yesterday, he did kind of, he went against it a little bit where he was talking about, like, if you're breaking the law here, you're going to pay and you don't represent our country. And, like, basically just shredded a lot of his followers. I'm like, you know what? I hate the guy. I don't like anything he's done. But that one, I'm like, I respect, even if you don't believe it. That's, I don't give a shit if you believe a word that comes out of your they'll mouth. They'll believe it. They'll believe what comes out of your mouth. <laughs> right. You just got to say something that's going to just stop this shit for a little bit so we can get through this. And you know what? If you want to keep fighting it, go keep fighting your election. I don't really care. You're going to lose. But go ahead. <laughs> Just don't bring on this whole like let's go let's go march down to the yeah. capital and it's very peaceful and especially at a time like this where you know I mean you can't really be gathering. No, exactly. <laughs> it's you're just sure. creating more world turmoil and just more world crisis, and that's that's not what you want right now. And, and yeah, it's, I'm happy it kind of you know it actually ended pretty. pretty I'm glad terrible. it wasn't. You know, it did get worse. It could get worse from here. Don't get me absolutely, wrong. Absolutely, but it was still a pretty terrible result. The fact that four. People were dead. Like that's that's yeah. not cool. That's yeah. not something that we can just like be okay with. Now, obviously, there's the other side of the argument that a lot of people have been having, where you look at the comparison in the Black Lives Matter protest to compared to what this one was. Obviously, it's handled different, and clearly, like this is not news. We know there's a systemic problem down there. So, I mean, I understand where people are getting fired up. I agree with you. I think that should have been handled differently, sure. But this Absolutely. is not news. How do you? How does it get that far though? Like that's where the biggest concern is that they they knew about this the day before. You know, what I mean, and you just yeah. didn't take it. What you didn't take it seriously, and that's it's not. That's a huge issue. It's nuts. And like I I understand. I get your frustration if you're on that side. It's definitely true. There's a systemic problem. But like at this point, like I think the the racism part of this is like the secondary story in a sense. To right. Because like yeah, it's a big problem, but we know that. What's what's the issue here is this entire country is divided on everything right now, not even racism alone. Like we're talking mm-hmm. about like just there's there's two different sides of this. This looks it, like potential civil war. And I feel like there's a lot of animosity right now between just people in general. Like there's a lot of like s- just terror and just like mm-hmm. really is like what it's down to is like you're scared because you don't know about the other person now. We we've, we've now been in a in a world where you kind of have to fear everybody else that you don't know. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which is. It's Absolutely. not. It's not going to create good interactions, and everybody's you know high emotions, high strung, and they don't know when this is going to end, and it already feels like it's going on forever. It's crazy, and that's where like tensions are just super high, and you go down there where they're trying to deal with, you know, problem A, B, C through Z, like yeah. Z as they'd call it. There's just like it's just so much that they're trying to do, you know, and it, it's yeah. It's tough because, like you're saying right there, right? So it's it's not only a protest about you know presidency and a political thing, but it's now becoming um, like like a race thing, and it's a race war, is what it is, and it's, that's what sucks about it is that it just it snowballs of, on, from one right. Yeah. 
on top of the fact that it's a political uh, war, it's a race war at this point. And you because, can like, throw that it could be a, it could be a gun war. Then why do people have guns on there? And then it could be exactly. a police thing. Why exactly. why like this is it it goes exactly. so many different levels. It's and that's so the, deep, and I understand where all the issues lie, but there's just so much going on here that you got to break down. That it worries me right now because I don't see it coming to an end. No. Even if even if Trump full heel turns and like decides that like oh we're wrong. There's still so much of this ingrained into people's heads that just like they're they're going to keep fighting for their country, quote unquote, because it just seems like the right thing to do for them because they're protecting the secrecy of their their land, essentially. Yeah, I'm like, I'm understanding there's not going to be hopefully like a, a huge I hope that this is worse. Hopefully there's you know no I mean? war. Like, yeah, right. Absolutely. But I hope <laughs> that this is bottom kind of line the, the, the bad that it, like the bottom that we get to. Right. This is this is rock bottom for the situation. Hopefully. Now let's go up from there, right? But that's what I'm hoping is that we're just going to go up from there. And that any sort of, you know, recourse back, like just like a little reaction back, is is not as bad as what that was. Yeah, hopefully that is the worst it gets. Hopefully it doesn't go any further. Look, I I don't want to see the U.S. in shambles. I think it's better for the world when they're doing well, right? Because they're the center of everything. Like as much and as I, as much as you don't want to admit it, they're the center of everything. And it's been incredibly tough for for like sports as it impacts like the yeah. sports race because now you yeah. have to go like for the NHL they've done literally divided divisions where like you exactly. know, not everybody on Canadian teams is a, Can- is a Canadian, right? As we've said, not everybody that plays in American teams <laughs> is American. Like Hesperia Never- is literally stuck. <laughs> Never has the United States that in recent memory, maybe long before us, but in recent memory, never has the United States played a role in the world as much as it has right now. Right. Like it's, it's just, it's turned everything on its head and anything that's like public is just being dominated right now because the U S is in shambles and they can't figure itself out right now. Yeah. It has not been peaceful. It's, by any stretch. it's rough. And that's, yeah, that's where like, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's tough to watch. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There is one good thing happening in the U.S. this weekend, though. The Football. U.S. will always agree to come together on their favorite sport, okay? Now, it does not matter left or right. You're coming on Saturday, Sunday to watch football. Right. Now, you may be, you know, baseball may be America's pa- favorite pastime. But no. it's not. not football, <laughs> because football is on for such a short amount of time. Americans love it. They go yep. full force into it. Yep. I'll never forget my first football game. It will be yep. the best experience of my life. You literally so saw everything fun. that you thought you'd see, especially going to Buffalo. So like, I got to go to Buffalo, Buffalo is a time. You guys have the best team. I don't even care that I'm yeah. a Patriots fan and that we hate each other. I will always go down to I see will the be Bills. A Bills fan deep down in here in my entire life. Dude, that is the it's best so experience ever. I wish that we were there for the table days. I would love to see I that. I saw one guy go through a table. Oh, I wish I was there for the table days. It was, kind of, it was kind of like one of those things. It's like, well, we got to do it because we're Bills fans. Like, you, they had no reason. It wasn't even really that hype, but this guy's like, well, I got to go through a table. So, buddy picks him up and throw him through a table. I'm wow. like, this is Buffalo. I love it. Yes. They're walking around in those like striped pants. And just, I destroyed somebody's grass because you're allowed to park on the grass there. And the town just pays <laughs> yeah. to refix it. And I destroyed their grass. I got we're almost stuck. in people's front yards. Yes. <laughs> I was literally, the second that I started to get on my car, Cracked a beard. Nobody said a single word. No, and this is like eight in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's awesome. Yeah, I love it. I love football. Buffalo. They love dude college football. Oh my god, because you can't bring alcohol into the stadium. They just make sure they're drunk enough for the four hour game, which has bands and all these like alumni and just all this shit that goes on. And you're my, drunk for the whole thing, but you can't drink inside. My absolute favorite thing 
at the Bill Stadium. I hate it personally, but it's my favorite thing to see. Is people get so hammered, and when you get that drunk, you gotta pee every ten minutes. Oh my god! Yeah. The problem with the stadium that the Bills play in is there's like one bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> and you're trying to pack every human being in that building into that bathroom, and yeah, it's a that's incredibly true wait to get into that bathroom. Yeah. So like you kind of you get in line, you go pee, great, and then you gotta get back in line so that by the time you're at the front of the line, you gotta go pee again. You don't watch the game when you go there. If you're drinking, you don't watch the game. You just show up and you enjoy the bathrooms of the Bill Stadium. Yeah. Oh yeah, great. I remember I went once, and it probably took me a good twenty minutes, and yeah. it was intense that line. You just stand there, everybody's like staring at each other. There's so many drunk people just hooting and hollering. Like it is fantastic it was the best funny. thing I, that i saw man yeah, the best thing that i saw there was well actually okay there's two the guy that got into a fight right. there the the fan was wearing a new orleans saints jersey so he wasn't even wearing a jersey of anybody that was playing <laughs> just wearing a saints jersey and then this is in like january or february like, i think it's january so they, yeah. it is cold but obviously not february i didn't go see the super bowl went to the super bowl in buffalo back in you know whatever that yeah. was but yeah, so we go to a game. This guy is shirtless the whole time. Dude, it was negative temperatures. And this man is shirtless the entire game and just warm with beer. That is it. The bathroom line is long. The beer line is fast. They, they no, dude. There's no beer line. You just walk up, get one, and go. It's it. There's no there's bathroom a because line every, to get alcohol. Than there's supposed to be a to bathroom. Yeah. It's nuts. I Everything love it. supposed to be a bathroom. It's just a beer concession. There's really no concessions. All they sell it's, is beer. It's the complete opposite of anything in Toronto when you go. Because if you're trying to get a beer at a Leaf game or a Jays game or anything, you're Good waiting line. 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. But if you go to the bathroom line in between plays or anything, there's nobody there. Uh-huh. You walk in, you walk out. Done. It's Everybody's it. waiting in the beer line trying to get exactly. drunk. <laughs> <laughs> when, you t- when you're done the beer line, you hand your beer to someone, you go to the bathroom, you come back out. That's it. There's no. You don't need to wait in that line. You go to the States, Same. man. Yeah, it is just... Sure. Beer on beer on beer. And, like, that's the thing is you're drinking before the game. You're drinking at the game. And then um, there's a lot of cars there, which is why it's called tailgating. Yep. They all just fucking get just go. go home. <laughs> it's insane. What, Bills fans are great. I love them. Like, love we them, went yeah. to that game, and uh, I remember standing in line, and these two guys from Buffalo were in front of us. Yeah. And I, one of us were in something Canada-related, and they're like, oh, you okay. guys from Canada? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He goes, oh, you guys know spitting chiclets? <laughs> <laughs> like, instant hockey thing. I'm like, that's great. But yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There but it's just like, they're so, they're so friendly, despite the fact yeah. that they look like a bunch of idiots. There was a guy beside me, Patriots fan, and I just saw these two Buffalo fans, like two rows down, giving him the finger. And little did I know, they're actually buddies, but they're, yeah. you know, two rows separate. And he's a Patriots fan. So I lean over, give them the finger too. And I'm like, you know what? I'm helping my buddy. <laughs> they laughed. They just had a good time. Afterwards, when they left, that was like, "Hey, have a good season." They're just like, "Yeah, if Josh Allen ever finds his fucking arm, like, <laughs> cool, man." <laughs> They're great. Obviously, awesome. there's, some, there's, a, there's some rowdy idiots in the bunch, but as a whole, Bills fans love it. Oh, love dude, it. I'm a fan. A lot of fun. I I would go back in a heartbeat if I could. Yeah, but football is by far their favorite sport, so yeah. don't let anybody tell you no. different. They We're gonna together. have a little bit of peace on Saturday, Sunday, and the yeah. Night. Because all the Americans are inside Don't watching. Worry. All the Trump supporters, especially, they're going to be down there watching football. We're fine. Don't and you worry. I'll be right there with them. I will not be down there, but I will be here. 
No, I'll be here watching. I just meant on my couch, you know. Yeah, and I will Bag be very disappointed watching the Browns lose because they have nothing going right for them right now. <sighs> wow, you lose your head coach. Not not only is it just the head coach, but like he calls everything. He calls the he plays. He literally is the man. He's the guy. He's the so reason they're a playoff is, team. Is he allowed to even be on a mic anywhere though? I like, is he like, can is he like, able to be on somewhere? Like, even put him in his own like room, and he's just up above calling I, things. That's and, my thing is like, why don't they just set it up so they quarantine him in like the the booths above the stadium so that he can just? Or like, maybe you're not allowed. I guess because you have it though, you're not allowed in. Like, you have to quarantine. So just give it to sure, him at his right. house then. You're just right. have him like. You know, disown the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Get him a stream. Get a, get him a feed where it's live and mic it. I guess yeah. they're not going to do that though because they they the NFL seems to pick sides on these COVID battles and they have all year long. Yeah. So this isn't the Ravens in this situation, so they're not going to do that. And it's Steelers on the other side, so they're not going to do that. No. But they could. They just won't because Cleveland Cleveland has to be the enemy. Yeah, absolutely. We want to see them lose. We don't want to see the which sucks because I honestly. Was in full belief that Cleveland was going to win this week. So good, I love that team this year. They're fun. They're they, they're like they're unstoppable, unstoppable with the run. The way that they use Chubb and Hunt, crazy inconsistent. You never but, know what team's going to show up. No, but they're so fun when they're playing, man. Like Baker looks great this year. Like tough start, but after yeah. that, looked great. And in a season where you lost OBJ, right? Like yeah. it's, he doesn't even have he OBJ, got and I think better when OBJ right. left. And one thing that they they did was they went out and got Austin Hooper, who I think is really good. You know, what I mean, paid like cause he he looked at tight ends. He wants to hit his tight ends, and you yep. need somebody who can catch that ball. The guy hits everybody now. Yep. It's incredible. He's hitting and like dude, four string wide receivers. Miles Garrett has put Resurrected. the fear in Resurrected. everybody. Like not even just in Mason Rudolph, but literally every <laughs> quarterback. Like Walter Payton, Man of the Year nominee, the man that. Beat a man with a helmet last his year. His own helmet. His own helmet. Ripped it from his head and beat his ass with it. And he's like, the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. Love it. He's love a great it. guy. He's an awesome guy. But he made a mistake. He learned. He's back. And he came back from that suspension and was dynamite this season. Yeah. Even like he had COVID and it kind of hurt him a bit. But like his sack hurt numbers my fantasy before team COVID. a little bit. Yeah. Man. I had him yeah. there. It sucked. His sack numbers before COVID were ridiculous. He's done great work on like pass yes. coverage this and year. He's dropped back well. Dude, this is a team that you've seen before, and this is a team that you you understand how to beat, and you did beat. Yeah. Even without, you know what I mean? Like, I understand that Big Ben obviously helps a lot, but one thing Mason that... Rudolph looked- but what can Big Ben not do right now is fucking run. He cannot move. No. I think you're, you're giving fine, Miles man. Garrett they can, a standing They can block target. up that pass game and, and crush the... Uh- the pocket all they want. I don't think, like, I think Ben's going to have a little bit of trouble getting the ball off. Yeah. I, We're giving Miles Garrett a fucking no. standing target. Like, that's it. He's not moving. He's just no. there. That's like hitting the pads. We know if Denzel Ward's back this week? Not off the top of my head. But, sure uh, they'll be back. So, maybe. I mean. But they're, they still got, like, you know, I think Olivier Vernon's on that team. They're a good Sheld- defense. Sheldon Richards is just, like, big body in the middle, you know, like, he's. It should, it'll be a fun game. They've got pieces, and I feel I, like... I know, wish Kevin Stefanski was there. I think it would just make it way better. I think the Browns had a chance in that game, and I still think they could pull it off. But it sucks that they're in that type of situation. I just wish it, things went better. Yeah. Uh, any other matchups you want to talk about? There's some interesting ones. I think the Ravens-Titans is going to be an interesting one, obviously. I just think the Titans are going to do it again. Man, they're, they're going to run all over yeah. everything. I, yeah, I just think the Ravens are on a mission right now. 
Is my they look like it, but like the thing is that Lamar Jackson is struggling throwing the ball, and that's where Tennessee kind of puts you not, in. Not per- lately, though. Like he's he's been more passing right. yards and rushing yards, and look great doing it. Marquise yeah, Brown's been resurrected in the last four weeks. Yeah, but just, just I feel game. like they're going to be able to to do. And Derrick Henry is unstoppable. Like I can the never t- count against Derrick. Titans Henry. pass defense is ass. Like, like they looked horrible but, last week against uh, Deshaun Watson. Right. Okay, but they. I think Deshaun Watson is a better passer than Lamar Jackson. Is. Sure, sure, so, for sure. But uh, Deshaun Watson's also not as good at scrambling with the ball as Lamar Jackson no, is. No, so but I don't need a running back. I need a quarterback. I think it's going to be a good game. I'm giving it to the Ravens because I just they seem like they're on a mission the last five weeks, and I just that's a team that's going to be tough. It could go either way because Derrick Henry exists. The one thing that that's changed too is that Tannehill's really become a lot better with the ball, and he's become he doesn't throw many picks now, and he hits his receivers are fast. Like they like you want to talk about speedy receivers, he's got them all. Yeah, absolutely. Like Corey Davis, man, Brown are just unbelievably quick and break they're, they're away when they got coverage. they have weapons and they have Derrick Henry who can easily win you football games and he's shown in the past he nearly brought them to the Super Bowl last year. It's right. I think he's like he has the ability to do it again this year. It's gonna be a high scoring game. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I give it to the Titans though, I think. Okay. Um, what was the other one I want to mention? Oh, I got a question for you. Because right. as long as I've known you, you've been a Patriots fan. I've been a Patriots fan. I'm assuming you're still a Patriots fan. As long as I've known me, I've been a Patriots fan. Right. As long as you've known you. Yeah. Um, yeah are you a no, Tom I've... Brady fan still? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So are you cheering for the Bucs? Um, you know what's funny? I would say yes normally, but right. because I know that they're going to win, I'm actually kind of cheering for the football team because the football team has just kind of had my heart. You know what I mean? I love Alex Smith's story. It's a great story. Though. Alex Smith to come back from that kind of injury. And I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of that legs, but like of his leg, but I almost threw oh up God. when I saw it. It was almost died. that bad. Yeah. Like, I love that Dwayne Haskins just decided he's going to have his own little strip club in his hotel room and he's not even part of the team. You know, I mean, they were expected to do nothing, especially facing the adversity of you just lost your, your franchise name. Like yep. the name that you've always like pretty well always been on. Yep. Maybe. Shout out to them for that too. Cause they were the first team to do it. And, and like, I know it, it, the football it was team. not like they, the issue came up and they're like, all right, cool. We'll do it. It took a long time. Yeah. But they were the team that set it in motion, and now they're not the only team that have done it. Like teams have followed suit, so good on them for that. And then not only that, you get a new head coach, and your new head coach has cancer, right. so he's not even really prepped for the season. And then your quarterback isn't really ready to play, and Alex Smith, and like he finally gets ready, then he gets hurt, yeah. and Dwayne Haskins sucks. Oh, he does. It's Dwayne like Haskins you're struggling with quarterbacks to figure it out, and then you bring back oh. Alex Smith again, who's on half a leg at this point, <laughs> and he's great. He's five and two. I know. As a quarterback. If like, he plays, like that's what I mean. Like I, I like that team. I like their defense too. I think Chase Young is gonna be unbelievable. Chase Young, you know what I mean? Even the defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, even Sweat is good. Like I like all their their corners, their safeties. Like they just have a solid team. But you know what I mean? Like when it comes down to it, even without Mike Evans playing, Tom Brady with with Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, uh, Chris Godwin. Gronk has like, resurrected his career. Yes, and you knew Antonio that was gonna Brown. happen. And yeah. the thing that Arian said to them is, like, Brady's calling the plays. Yep. And that's exactly what was the agreement before, and that's why Gronk has figured it out. And, you, like, dude, he took how many years off and came back? Yeah. And, and then, he, like, on top of that, all the years he was injured before that, like, he wasn't really healthy in his last yeah. few years of playing. Right. But, like, then, Tom Brady just, he's he has that win ability, and I understand that the football team, you know, have – Face their adversity. They knocked off the Steelers. Their undefeated season, which is great. But this, like, 
the Bucks just have too many weapons and they've got too much experience. And their defense, like the Bucks defense, don't get me wrong, has really put them in a spot. So good, dude. Yeah. It's they've had some bad games. Like their game against the Saints was awful. Right. But when they show up, man, that defense is tough. They're just they're they're, they're so aggressive and they just they make you nervous to do any to like to do anything you know what i mean you want to run they're going to stop the run and then they're going to throw it they're, they're going to intercept you like it's just it's so tough to figure it out team. yeah they're 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 a good team i was worried i'm worried that tom brady doesn't have it in him anymore just because like his deep threat ability is not there and that's a lot of what the receivers on the bucks are but, but he, at the same he time mike evans sense. is just a, a go up and get it like yeah. mike evans i would trust in any one-on-one coverage like just and even still, like a, I, I love every matchup they have. Antonio Brown, man, he was known for quick reps though with yep. Big Ben. That's what he lived his career. Like he's just gonna outrun you. Yep, it's like, that yeah. team. That team to me lives and dies by the performance of Tom Brady. So if he yeah. strings together four good games, they will win the Super Bowl. Yeah, everything else though, like as I'm looking at these, as I'm looking at these games, everything that's happening this weekend is is a foregone conclusion. Like the Bills are gonna beat the Colts, Seahawks, especially without Jared Goff. Seahawks playing, ran, right? Goff might play is the thing. Okay, he's not healthy. He's got a broken hand. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he great. He went through surgery. He did surgery on that. Right. Hand. Last like week. The, the Saints are going to beat the Bears. Like it's it's not even close. I, I I give the Bears a chance in that game because the Saints have shown that they can be really bad at times. Mm-hmm. But the Bears, you just never know what they're going to be. They've been really good the last few weeks. Yeah. They were really good at the beginning of the season. But I don't think they're going to win. I think it's the Saints. You're game. not riding behind Mitchell Trubisky, especially when the Saints have Drew Brees. I can't put my and they in. have Taysom Hill, right? Like, and Taysom Hill now with more experience and to show you what he has, like that. They're, you're still they're a dynamic of offense, right? Yeah, this is what that brings. I just yeah. like it's. I'm Kansas City to me, like especially because you know there's two teams that aren't playing Kansas City Green Bay, like. I look over and, and it's easy to say one versus one in the Super Bowl because Green Bay really doesn't have that much resistance past like Seattle. No, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, like the Saints have looked beatable at points, and the, the Bucks maybe I think would be the next toughest team they the go. The Bucks up absolutely could could be terrifying, but then it's an Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Like, and when you're gonna throw a shoot, I out take of Aaron Rodgers right now. Yeah, I just. I, I know Brady has the weapons, but I, I yep. Aaron Rodgers, I'm riding. Aaron Rodgers has the run game too. Aaron Rodgers has the the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Like he now has a team around him still. And you know what else he has? He has this pissed off mentality because you went out at the beginning of the year. Jordan Love took Jordan Love precisely. Yeah, didn't give him anything to work with, and he just said, "You know what? Fine then. Fuck it. I'm gonna just yeah. show you how it's done." Yeah. No, exactly. I think it's gonna be interesting. I don't know. I don't know if they win the Super Bowl, but I think the fact that Aaron Rodgers is on this mission, it gives them a really good chance. I said at the beginning of the year, though, it's it's Kansas City still all the way. Like Patrick Mahomes. I hate I hate saying it. Good. I would love to see them lose. Yeah, but, like but they're just way too good. Way the only good. thing that worries me is they've been close in a lot of games. Like okay, but they, they struggle closing out teams. Yeah, absolutely. Which and the, good their defense is not a closeout defense, right? You've had no. some pieces and you have some names, you know, Chris Jones is on there, which is a solid rusher, but like yeah. Tyron Matthew is not the honey badger that he was when he was in Arizona. He's a solid option back there again, type deal. Like, so like there's just names that they yeah. have, which are okay think- and good, but they're not great no. to like excellent. You know what I mean? They're not like the Jalen Ramsey's. No, you don't of, have those elite level guys in your back. Or the, the, you know what I mean? Like the miles Garrett, like it's, no. 
They, I think they're going to run into trouble if they face Buffalo. I think that's the one matchup I, I look forward to if that happens. Yeah. Because I think Buffalo's got a crazy offense and their defense can be elite. Buffalo, like, dude, trading for Stephon Diggs, best thing they ever did. Huge. Holy that shit. Was he's been great. great. Give him yeah. the one. Josh Allen was like, yeah. Josh Allen never- went out. Did his work too. He yeah. he apparently he spent a lot of time in the offseason yeah. attached to these like suits that show him exactly what's wrong with his throwing mechanic. Changed his release, it. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He completely changed his the way he throws the ball and it showed he's I would say he's the second candidate for the MVP award, personally. I slotted him down at four. Four behind yeah. Pat and who? Rogers was up there. I thought he Rogers my there. number one. Yeah. Mahomes was number two, and then I put Alvin Kamara up there. I love the way Kamara did things, and I don't think there's enough respect on the running back. But actually, no. See, then I I, I, I forgot about Derrick Henry. Derrick like Derrick Henry, Henry, honestly, was like I, probably the I one. Hear, I could hear the argument over Derrick Henry over Josh Allen. Yeah, I don't really agree. Pat Mahomes over Josh Allen for MVP. I think Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Just but Pat in Mahomes terms of gets most name valuable to yeah. his team, absolutely. We're talking yeah, yeah. about a team that has Tyreek Hill, Travis but they Kelsey. lost one game. That's the thing, though, right? Sure. They lost sure. one game, two. and that's where a lot of things come. What? They lost that last game, right? Sorry, two games. But Pat they Mahomes, te- they technically didn't because they the, sat the whole team. Pat Mahomes lost one game, like <laughs> yeah. But he also has so many weapons around him. Whereas Josh Allen has Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs. Dude, they're, that's great though. Cole they're Beasley's great, but they're not Tyreek been... Hill and Travis Kelsey. No, Travis Kelsey being the, the is elite. That guy's a weapon. Would you say okay? They have a I kind of had this debate with a buddy, or threw it out there. If you had to choose between Travis Kelsey or Rob Gronkowski in their primes, in their primes, Rob Gronkowski, you're gonna take Rob. Yeah, I think it's tight, but to me, Gronk just had this like overpowering ability where you just could not stop that man. Kelsey runs great routes, and he's really good at like. He catches the ball a lot, and he makes guys miss. But, like, oh, Monk just had this absolute fucking animal to him where, like, you yeah, could Because he was guy. too fast for any middle he linebacker like, or any fast. linebacker, and he was too big for any corner. Like, that was what yeah. it was. He was just he was, he was fast. Like, he was he an anomaly. Oh, yeah. He wasn't, like, he wasn't fast, but he wasn't slow for his size. Dude, I saw him move in that wrestling ring when he made his yeah. WrestleMania appearance. He was moving. And he parties harder than anyone ever has in right. the history of ever. Like, this is a guy that's an absolute Dude, he is wet. loving Tampa Bay. Don't tell me that that guy is quarantined for shit. <laughs> <laughs> he already had COVID, but he just threw it out. Yeah, he didn't care. He ground yeah. it in vodka and Yeah, he actually just kept it the whole time. He's like, I'm just going to yeah. live with this. Fucker. Yeah, it's... That guy's an animal. I love him. He's honestly, he could be my favorite player in the NFL. So that oh. might be bias on me. Like Cam Newton always has my heart. But okay. Gronkowski could be. I just ordered his jersey, actually, because he finally left the Patriots. So Oh, you ordered Cam Newton's jersey? No, not Cam. Uh, oh, I have a Cam jersey. I ordered Gronk. Yeah. He finally got on a different team, so I can jump on the so bandwagon. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it, to me, it's Gronk, but I can see the tra- uh, the. The Travis Kelsey argument. So my favorite player right now is Jalen Ramsey. I love okay. him. My Bit God. of an asshole. Oh, absolutely. That's what I love. Big asshole. <laughs> he shuts down players really all good. the time. One of his fights, I'm pretty sure it was one of the fights that he got on the field was because of like a an, an actual like off field incident, like where someone broke up with his sister or something like that. So he was like actually getting at the wide receiver. Like it was Golden Tate or something. Like it was like funny to watch. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And it was just he like, is, dude, I love Jalen Ramsey. Dude, he yeah, held DK Metcalf to one catch. Yeah. Like, DK Metcalf ran at, what, like, almost as fast as a, as a some school divisions, like school subdivisions? <laughs> DK Metcalf 
on the flip side of that argument, my least favorite player in the NFL. Really? Passionately. Because he's huge. He's built like an absolute mountain, but he backs away from every single altercation he ever starts. Yeah. So he's done it three times this year where he's gone up after the whistle and pushed the guy or put, hit him in the head or done something and walked away because he's just he, he, you know, a piece of shit about it. I'm like, man, you are built like 16 circles. Like, don't be like that. If you're going to be like that, don't swing the first punch. Like, don't don't hit him first. I don't care if you're like fight. 16 circles. <laughs> That's what he is. He's huge. He's just, he's ripped. Like but like, if you're going to do that, don't start it. I'm fine with that. You can yeah. be that big. Don't start well, thinking. Great, fo- great football player. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Oh, yeah, dude. But he, like, when you start doing that shit, I just lose so much respect for you. Like, if you're going to start the fight, stay in there and take it. Don't, <laughs> don't run away and let your, like, the guy that's two feet shorter than you get in there and hop in and try and take one. Like, it's just a pain in the ass. And he doesn't get flagged for it, ever. No, no, ever. you never really get flags. I don't, I don't understand. I don't it's yeah. always the D guy that comes in and. As he gets punched in the face, he gets... Oh, like, because they throw, like, huge bombs. You know what I mean? They just always... They're over usually eager. hitting guys hard. So when they come in to hit DK, they're hitting them hard. They're over-eager, for sure. Least yeah. favorite player. Maybe That's he's a great so guy. Funny. I don't think I've ever thought of my least favorite player. You know? Yeah. I'm looking at it, and I just... Eve Talib was up there for a bit, because he, he was just... Dude, you know he's, like, a reporter now for TSN? Like, with a side note, oh, sorry, he reports on TSN. He's not for TSN, but for NFL analysis, they actually go to him, and he, like, talks about football. It's so great. Dude, they got that Randy guy, They don't care. That guy, Randy Moss. he loved to just piss you off, and I just, I couldn't The best way, it. honestly, if I knew that at the end of my successful sports career, I was going to be a reporter, I would have really pushed harder in sports. Yeah. <laughs> like, if that was going to be it, you know what I mean? I watched the NBA guys. They're so funny without Bernie there, like, just without any sort of actual you know sports caster sitting there reeling yeah. everybody in you know it's just it's when they're mayhem. just like talking sport it's great <laughs> yeah it's so funny uh, but, uh, that's it for the matchups right we don't really have anything else no that's it man super Bowl. Um, <laughs> one crazy thing i heard yesterday uh, pat mcafee was talking about it so deshaun watson reportedly is telling his uh close friends in the nfl and his teammates that he may request a trade out of q 